All right, good evening, everybody. Welcome to episode 46 of Dealing with Stupidity, where I am here to give you life lessons that will keep people from wanting to smash your face in and laugh at you. I'm your host, Kevin, and I'm just here to help, so don't get mad at me. For questions and comments, please email me at dwstupidity at gmail.com. Go to uh, dealingwithstupidity.com and hit the contact page. You can do that there, fill out that. And by the way, you can donate to the podcast. Minimum $1. That's all I ask. If you want to continue hearing this. I'm your host, Kevin. Like I said, I'm here to help. Oh, oh, and by the way, you can hit me up on Twitter at DWStupidity. Um, also, I would like to thank and let you guys know about the Just George Media podcast. Head over to JustGeorgeMedia.com. Check out their website. Really cool. And then Nicole and Just George, they fuck around. They have a lot of um, different views. <clears throat> a lot of similar views that I have, but different takes on it. And different problems that we all deal with and bitch about and complain. They're doing a lot of um, football picks and whatnot. They usually have some kind of uh, uh, survey on the front page. I hadn't checked it this week. I'm horrible at that. You know, I look at a fucking computer all day, so I don't have as much time to fuck around on the computer as I normally do. Um. So there, uh, but check them out, man. Good people. They're funny. They're good to listen to, fun to listen to. And I dig their website. Definitely check out the no cookbook, <laughs> the no book cookbook blog they have. They need to update it, but still there's some pretty good, good, uh, recipes they have on that. <clears throat> I don't mean to rush to get that out of the way, but I'm kind of limited on time. It's, uh. Not really. I'm just being a bitch. First off, I apologize for the last episode babbling so much because I had been drinking, had a rough day, like I always do. And like any good Southern boy, uh, I deal with my problems by trying to drown them with alcohol. And so far, it's worked out pretty well. Um, Let's see. What else? I did bat. Man, I babbled a lot. That episode could have probably been shut, uh, shortened to about 45 minutes if I, you know, felt like doing my job and editing it. <laughs> I'm, ju I'm just here, you know. I'm just doing my thing. I'm here to help everybody. And all that noise you're hearing, I'm uh, getting shit. I'm getting the band back together. No, I'm getting my crap, my normal desk back together and things aren't quite working out like I thought they would. You know, now that it's not fucking blistering hot up in my room above the garage and I don't have to have the AC unit fucking just pumping 20 out of the 24 hours a day just to be able to breathe and eh, fuck it. Another podcast. Another bitch. Well, I've probably bitched about it enough a lot. Many times before. So, this week, episode number 40... What did I say it was? 46? Wow. I don't think I've ever stuck with anything this long. Not even college. But, part of this podcast is for me to get things off my chest. But I also started this to help people. 
It's not always about me. It's not always about you hearing me bitch about shit. You know, if you really do pay attention, I'm here to help a lot of people. I'm here for you, man. I'm I'm here to help you from looking stupid. I'm here to help you uh, from doing stupid shit on a daily basis. And help everybody make better decisions as far as work, life, and money goes. I know it sounds like one big bitch fest, but it's really not. It's more than that. I'm here to help you. Now, I'm not the you know the end all uh, guy to listen to. And if you've listened to the previous 45 episodes, you know that for a fact. But I do have great advice. I think, at least this is how my head works. But I'm here for you. Um, when I see people waste money on stupid shit, it drives me up the fucking wall. You know, you work long and hard hours. Most people do, unless you're one of those scumbag shitbags that just, you know, fucking sit at home and collect a government check. Most people work their ass off to make just enough money or more. Or, you know, it didn't matter how much money you make. If you make money, you you earned it in some form or fashion. And I can't stand it when I see people waste money on shit. Just absolute shit. Ugly, just, just pointless crap. You know, that's easy for me to say. You know, since, you know, I, I smoke. So basically, I am paying big tobacco to give me cancer. So that's that's right there. I'm contradicting myself because I'm a fucking idiot for smoking. But it keeps me from murdering people. Regularly. And then there's the alcohol. That's just keeping me from ch- choking my wife. Seriously, though. That's a whole nother podcast, uh, the whole smoking thing. But this one, sorry about that. But this, this particular episode is basically me helping you, not you particularly. uh, To me, it's good advice for those people out there, those dumbasses with your, how you're just wasting your money when it comes to cars and the stupid things I see people doing to their cars just makes absolute zero sense to me. You know, we've seen them all. The 1980s Crown Vic with the big stupid rims and the fake air vents blasting some shitty ghetto rap at a stoplight. Or the 1989 neon green Honda Civic with blue Ghost flames and a big ass wing on the back of it that's riding so low that it's going to bottom out as soon as it hits a speed bump in the parking lot. <laughs> to me, those are the most aggressive forms of visual assault that someone can experience just driving around town. It used to be that they were only seen in certain areas, certain parts of your city or, you know, certain areas of the country, any given city, but it's everywhere now. And then they escape from the little shitsville and come, come out in droves and you see them everywhere now. I don't know. Can you blame the fast and furious movies or, or whatever fucking stupid ass movie there is now that 
tries to brainwash people into thinking that this is cool. It's really not. It looks like dog shit, people. So, there's some of the dumbest things that you can waste your money on these days. Some of the stupidest looking dog shit you can see on the road. And I'm here to make fun of you, yes, but at the same time, I'm going to give you a little lesson on some <laughs> on some of the reasons why these modifications are stupid on so many different levels. Basically, basically I'm going to explain to you why you're being stupid with your money when you blow shit on your car. And it's not just because it looks stupid, but it can damage your shit, too. And you're just wasting money, you know, thinking it actually does something. For instance, every episode, every fucking episode, every time I sit down to record, there's some idiot in my neighborhood making fucking racket outside. All right. <laughs> I'm going to try to get off that tip at least once. One episode. I would like to have one fucking episode where it's not some jackass. Uh, whatever. All right. <clears throat> so where to begin? Why don't we start with the big, stupid add-on wings you see everywhere? Firstly, my, a lot of people mistake them for what is called a spoiler. <clears throat> Excuse me. They're not spoilers. <clears throat> they are wings. They look like wings. They smell like wings. They taste like wings. They're fucking wings. <laughs> you know, those big, stupid-ass fucking wings you see on the back of the... I'll name whatever shitty, shitty Japanese car that's out there. And you, you can tell, oh, that was not factory installed. I don't care what kind of tuning you've done to your engine. It's bullshit. Firstly, they are not spoilers, as most people refer to them as. Get that out of the way. Before I make fun of those that have the useless wings on their cars, let me explain what they are actually supposed to do. Not shit. <laughs> not shit unless you're on a track. Basically is what it boils down to. Unless you actually race at high speeds. But I was looking for a good detailed explanation and, you know, something to back me up on this. Because, you know, I know a little bit about car aerodynamics just from all the fucking racing I've watched over the years. Not NASCAR. Well, you're from South. You watch NASCAR. NASCAR F1. Um... IRL, you name it, I'll, I'll watch it. If people are racing, I'll watch it. Could be fucking idiots on a bicycle. I don't care. If it looks like somebody's going to beat somebody else or possibly push someone else in the bushes, I'm going to fucking watch it. All right, but actually, you know, as I was uh, doing some research on this, I Wikipedia, whoever filled out that page, had a very good description of it. So I'm going to use Wikipedia's uh, version. A spoiler is an automotive aerodynamic device whose intended design function is to spoil 
unfavorable air movement across a body of a vehicle in motion, usually described as turbulence or drag. Spoilers on the front of a vehicle are often called air dams. Spoilers are often fitted to race and high-performance sports cars, although they have been common on passenger vehicles as well. Some spoilers are added to cars primarily for styling purposes and have either aerodynamic, aerodynamic benefit or even make the aerodynamics worse. Now, you notice I was using the term spoilers there because that's what most people call it. It's not a spoiler. <clears throat> and here we go. The term spoiler is often mistakenly used interchangeably with wing. An automotive wing is a device whose intended design is to generate downforce as air passes around it. Not simply disrupt existing airflow, <clears throat> airflow patterns, as such, rather than decreasing drag, automotive wings actually <laughs> rather than decreasing drag, automotive wings actually increase drag. Did that make any sense? I know I'm a stuttering prick when I read shit. So for those of you that don't know or didn't understand that or just can't comprehend my babbling bullshit, the wing creates downforce but increases drag. Putting downforce on a car is what it sounds like. It pushes the car down, keeps it stuck to the road so that when you take a turn really fast, the thing doesn't whip out around and throw you into a wall, into a wall or a tree or what have you. Pedestrians. At least in racing, that's what it's supposed to do. On the city streets where you are driving your piece of shit, 89 Celica, it isn't going to do a damn thing unless that hunk of garbage is taking the corkscrew at Laguna Seca. And if you don't want know what the the corkscrew at Laguna Seca is, uh, YouTube that shit. There's thousands of videos on it, and it's a wicked fucking turn on a racetrack. Wicked man. <laughs> but anyway, we create it pushes the ass into the car down where most race cars are either four wheel drive or rear wheel drive, and it pushes the ass down so it sticks better so that ass in doesn't slide out yeah anybody out there who has a pickup truck or anything rear wheel driven and you go to take a turn a little you give it a little too much gas in the rain or anything and it starts giving you a little uh fishtail that's where a spoiler comes in to play but imagine that doing 100 plus miles an hour screaming balls into a turn It'll push it down. Now, it ain't going to do dick for you if you're doing, you know, just 40 miles an hour and it's raining and it's balls off. It ain't going to do shit. It isn't going to make you do... <laughs> make you. I, let me take that back. It's not going to do anything at low speeds or normal driving speeds at all except for make you look like a fucking idiot. Even if you have a Porsche GT2 or GT3 RS that comes with the rear, ring, rear wing installed from the factory, it's pretty much not going to do you any good 
unless you drive the car where it's supposed to be driven, on a track at high speeds. Yeah, don't, don't be that asshole in a GT3 RS that thinks you know what you're doing and drive like a maniac around people. You can't do it. Take some lessons. Those are basically street legal race cars. So if you have one, you're just a to- and you just tool around town in it. You wasted a whole lot of fucking money. You should have just bought the regular 911 and saved about a hundred thousand dollars. Dollars, dollars. Yeah, that's right. I said it. So you get a big stupid ring. <laughs> ring, man. I'm starting to babble again. If you have a big stupid wing on your car, it ain't doing jack, bro. Nothing, absolutely nothing, unless you're taking turns at high speeds on a racetrack. You're not going to hit any kind of speed on a city street or on a highway. And actually, on a highway in a straight line, a wing, unless you're just going absolutely bananas with the gas, it ain't going to do shit but slow you down because what did I just say? A wing does create downforce, but it also creates drag which in turn means slows you down. And if you're doing speeds like that on a highway around normal people who just want to go home, then you're a fucking asshole. I drive fast on highways, but I don't drive like a fucking maniac. You know, I, I do 90 on the interstate. Anything beyond that's pointless because everybody in front of me is not doing that. So you're just going to get stuck behind some fucking tarred and fucking, you know, their uh, fucking piece of shit F-150 doing like maximum 80 in the fast lane. So, you know, it's, it's pointless, guys. You're wasting money when you throw that shit on your car. Wasting money. It looks like shit. Looks like shit. Unless, like I said, you have a $250,000, car, Porsche, or, or a... Now, Lamborghinis don't even have fucking wings on them. <laughs> I've never seen a Ferrari with a wing on it, except for the F40 or whatever. I think, was it the F40? Whatever. Even supercars don't have them. You know why? Because aerodynamics, they're designed with aerodynamics in mind. And they know we're just, they're going to sell the majority of those cars to rich pricks who don't know how to fucking drive them, who's probably just going to fucking wreck them the first time they try to fucking punch it getting on an on-ramp. YouTube's filled with videos like that. But that's neither here nor there. So basically, <clears throat> if a brand new Lamborghini Mercier Lago, I don't, are they still brand new or has it been replaced? I think the Hurricane place, whatever. If it didn't come with a fucking wing on it, what makes you think your goddamn 1992 Honda Civic needs one? Seriously. Fucking idiots. And I, and I mean that in the nicest way. I'm just trying to help you save money and stop looking like a moron. Next up is hood scoops. <laughs> The fake hood scoop. We've all seen it. The new, I, when my car was in the shop, last time some asshole hit me, uh, <laughs> and the options I had for a rental car were either a Dodge Caravan, which is their minivan, or 
a uh, challenger. Well, of course I'm going to take the challenger. Well, I come to find out those little hood scoops you see on the challengers, they're fake. They don't they they look like hood scoops, but they're fake. They don't even go into there's no airflow into the engine compartment. It just looks like it. I don't know why I decided to open it up. Probably because I'm just stupid like that. I'm bored. I got I don't know. I got I'm an idiot. <laughs> I decided to open up and check it out. And plus, I think I saw it on an episode of, uh, what's that BBB, BBB, BBC show? Uh, God damn it, I love that show. Jeremy Clarkson and all those fuckers. Top Gear. God damn, I can't even, can't believe, well, can't believe I forgot that. Anyway, they made fun of it because of the fake hood scoops. And I wanted to see for myself. I think that's what or how it originated. When I got the rental car, I popped the hood and I'll be damned. It's a fake hood scoop. <clears throat> so, again, I went to Wikipedia for this because I'm just lazy with my research. A bonnet slash hood scoop is an upraised component on the hood of a motor vehicle that either allows air a flow of air to directly enter the engine compartment or appears to do so. Appears to do so. Underline that. It has only one opening and is closed on all other sides. Its main function is to allow direct flow of air to the engine, hence the need for it to be upraised. So, I just had a burp that bailed on me. (laughs) <laughs> its main function is to allow direct airflow of air to the engine, hence the need for it to be upraised so to effective, effectively channel air to the engine compartment. It may be closed and thus purely decorative, like I said about the Challenger, so, or serve to enhance performance in several possible ways. To increase horsepower, if you have your engine set up right with the proper kind of air filter and carburetor and what whatever it is in your engine that sucks in the air, because for an engine to work properly, it needs air, fuel, air and fuel basically, depending on the mixture, and you know, air helps whatever. I'm not going to explain it to you. You can Google how a fucking engine works on your own time. (laughs) Anyway, so here's a tip for those of you driving around with your Chevy Cobalt with a hood scoop. You look dumb, and it serves no (laughs) purpose whatsoever. Another waste of money that tells the world I'm a fake and a phony, and I love to spend my money on shit that has no fucking use. They don't look cool. I'm sorry. They do not look cool. Um, trying to think. One car I've ever seen in my life that looked cool with a big hood scoop. Nothing comes to mind. I, well, early 80s Trans Am. Late 70s Trans Am. Uh, Bandit era. Maybe. But was that actually a hood scoop? I don't know. I don't think so. 
It did go right into the air filter and maybe, but it was pointed toward the windshield. It wasn't actually sucking air from the front. I don't know. I don't know. That's where I'm I'm starting to make up shit. They actually look cool on those cars. Anything other than that, never seen in the hood scoop. Was that actually a word? A hood scoop that actually did anything or served a purpose or made it look cool. I could be wrong. Email me or Twitter me if I'm leaving something out. I've never seen it look actually cool. You know? That's me. And I'll also include the little fake airflow vents along with the hood scoop. Some jerks put on the side of the car, you know, on the quarter panels. They are purely decorative and do absolutely nothing. 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 Why that became uh, became a fad is out of my range of imagination. My brain can't even process that. Why would somebody think that looks good? Why do you think that looks cool? Those little fake air vents you see? The people glue on to the side of their fucking cars. And it's usually a piece of shit hoopty or some kind of fucking, um, what's it called? Uh, SUV of some sort with big oversized stupid rims. They look like shit. What is wrong with people that do that? And, and you know, they're even, I think they're even more stupid when you see it on an old car that's like <laughs> two-tone, different kind of paint jobs, like it was blue at one time, but it's got a white door and a cracked windshield, but it's got the fucking air vents. Like it came like that. No, it didn't come like that. And they look like dog shit. It's just a, a big sticker is what it is, basically. But you're starting to see a lot less of those as, as, a, as the world turns. Or as life goes on, I'm seeing less and less of those. I think people are realizing, why am I going to spend this money that's for something that is decorative, but it's really not because it looks like shit and it actually does nothing. What's funny is when you see them and they hadn't been lined up, you can tell they just like did it in their garage one night when they smoked a couple of blunts and, and it's all fucking crooked. Or the, <laughs> I guess they super glue them. I don't know how they attach them. Looks like shit. <laughs> I did, you know what was sad? I did see a brand new Dodge pickup. I mean, this was maybe a, at the most a year old Dodge pickup. Looked fucking gorgeous. Great looking truck. Um, And the motherfucker had four of those little shiny turds on each front corner panel. All I could do was just shake my head because somebody decided to purchase a brand new Forty plus fifty thousand dollar truck, and it's like it's like they just decided to take a shit in their hand and smear it on the side of their truck. Fucking no class. That's just dumb as fuck. Why would you do that? It was a good looking truck. You added that shit. Now you got baby crap on it. Fucking idiot. Yes, I'm judging you. And. Sp- Speaking of dumb shit like that, let's let's hit on the oversized <laughs> oversized wheels and spinners. Yes, the big ass wheels that the wannabe rappers living in the <laughs> living the thug life, you know, in, in just a normal subdivision, 
that people put on their piece of shit cars. <clears throat> Let me um, tackle the easiest part of this to answer. Spinners look stupid. Always have, always will. I, You know, when they were really in style, I guess about 10 years ago, I still didn't get it. It's fucking dumb. Fucking why? Who gives a shit? My wheel's spinning as I'm driving, and then there's another wheel inside the wheel that spins too. So when I come to a stop, it's still spinning. You understand? It's like spinning, but it's not spinning while I'm not spinning. What the fuck is that? Who was the idiot that came up with that? And I'm not going to call him an idiot, actually. Whoever invented that, I hope to God they're living on a beach somewhere or bought their own island because he fooled a shit ton of people into thinking that was cool. Looks like dog shit, fellas. Looks like dog shit. And what's even more dog shit is when you're next to somebody with spinners at a red light and the front wheel is spinning perfectly like it should. And the back wheel is just like comatose. <laughs> or when they're driving along, you can tell the ones that spin and the one that's not. It's just all fucked up. So how much money did you just waste on that? To look like an idiot. You look even more like an idiot. Because now you're broke. You spent all that money on, on fucking spinners and you got one that fucking conked out on you. Now you now what? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Can you buy just that one? I don't know. I don't give a fuck. But you look like an idiot. <laughs> Anyone that thinks that shit looks good has some kind of mental problem and should have I think they should have to pay some sort of extra tax when they go get their tags renewed. Call it call it the dummy tax. I'm a dummy with spinners tax. Something like that. You know, make it stick out. And on their license plate, then when they get issue a new license plate, it has to have some kind of like gold star on it or something stupid to point out that I am a fucking boob. But you know, those are those are again, those are starting to go away. People are getting wise to it and saying, man, I ain't going to spend that much money on shit that don't work most time. Or maybe they're not, there's a good chance they probably don't sound like that. I don't know what they sound like, but they're fucking idiots. Good for you, the guys that decide to hang up the skates and say, you know, enough of this. I don't need spinners. You know, I'm leaking fucking eight quarts of oil a day. Why am I going to buy spinners? That was that would be the smart move, but still, those people don't exist too, or those people do exist. <laughs> Good for you on the guys that got rid of them, but for the guys that are still hanging on to the spinner phenomenon, what are you thinking, man? What are you thinking? What are you thinking? Stop it! Stop it! And, and all right, let's, let's take the spinner aspect out of it. The oversized wheel, they're pointless. Also stupid and actually not a good idea at all for your car if you want to get right down to it. Now, trucks, people go mudding. Yes. People go off-roading and shit. Yes, oversized wheels, oversized tires. It does serve a purpose. But there is a such thing as too much. 
let me explain the technical aspect and the problems involved with oversized wheels. And basically, all right, I'm not going to explain. I'm just going to reread from something I stole from a website that I found that does a great job, excellent job of breaking it down. And I'll have the link on my web website for this episode. So you can read all of it in its entirety. Um, and this, this fella breaks it down well. Hang on. Sorry, I got to hit pause every now and then because uh, my, my son's homesick from school and my wife, yeah, I, you know, I got to do the dad thing. <laughs> Whatever. All right. So here we go. Larger wheels and tires are heavier. That means more rotating mass that has, that has to be brought to a halt and a compromise in braking performance with more brake wear and longer stopping distances. On a truck in particular, those big wheels tend to be much heavier, can mean premature wear on suspension, steering, drivetrain parts, premature wear on steering parts, and in particular will make your wheel alignment difficult. It says on trucks in particular, but that also applies to cars as well. Taller wheels will throw off speedometer readings by making the speedometer read slower than your actual speed. In addition, they can throw off the logarithms of your ABS system and vehicle stability controls, both of which operate by monitoring the rotational speed of each wheel. So there you go. That's, that's fairly dangerous as well. Not only is it stupid looking, could possibly fuck up drivetrain steering and all that shit. It's also fairly dangerous because if your ABS system isn't working or um, stability controls, you can wipe out, bro. Don't matter. Hmm. No-brainer one here. Taller rims and tires can rub the inside of the wheel wells. No-brainer. Um, <clears throat> so you got to modify your fucking fenders and whatnot as well. Taller wheels changes the vehicle's effective gear ratio, which will affect power, acceleration, and fuel economy, and will change the transmission's shift points. If you're going to go with much larger tires on a truck, it's a good idea to have a rear have the rear axle gears swapped to a lower gear ratio, uh, which is numerically higher. If you've got a car and you want to put 24 or 26 inch rims on it, remember that along with all the other drawbacks we've already noted, the lower profile tires are going to have a much harsher ride. That's not hard to figure out. Their shorter sidewalls mean there's less rubber to absorb the jolts and bumps on the road. It's like the difference between sleeping on a nice mattress or rolling out a yoga mat and trying to sleep on that. Your car's transmission, drivetrain, brakes, suspension, and steering were all designed with a specific size wheel and tire as a prime consideration. Any change to wheel and tire size will have an effect on braking, handling, ride quality, road, manner, 
road manners, wheel alignment, and other factors. And the more radical the change inside size, the more it will necessitate a re-engineering of the vehicle's suspension and drivetrain. If you're really wanting to go with tall wheels <laughs> for your urban ride or big oversized motors for your truck, you might want to prepare yourself for other upgrades to really make that work or get ready for a lot of headaches. And on top of all that, of all that I just read to you, it looks stupid. Except for trucks. I'll have to give it for fucking, you know, an off-road truck with big tires and big wheels. If you want to go full-on redneck, that does look kind of cool. But I have worked with guys. I know guys, friends that have done that and just eventually... The larger wheel, they didn't take into consideration, like this little article just said, that the larger wheel, the larger, everything's bigger. So it's making your engine, your drivetrain, your suspension, everything work harder. They didn't take that into account. So what happens? Uh, it gets fucked up. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm sorry. Excuse me. I have no idea what that sound sound was. It was almost a burp, but didn't quite make it. So it just. <laughs> wow. Uh, so, you know. So are those. I don't even know how much larger rims. I, I would guess probably around. If you want to put larger rims and larger tires on your car. Or truck. You're looking at upwards of. If you want to do it nice looking, a couple of grand, easy. But if you don't take care of everything else like that, the drivetrain suspension and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Man, that's a whole lot of repairs you're about to fuck with. My old truck, and I didn't do any modifications for it. Transmission was going out. It was just old. I buy a car, I drive it until it's about to fucking fall apart. I'm not in the flash. I don't give a fuck about anything. It gets me from point A to point B. I'm the only one that's ever in it. My wife and my son. If we go anywhere, we go in the minivan. <laughs> you can make fun all you want. Fuck you. Minivan's the shit. But I started, uh, you know, how much would it cost? To get all this shit fixed, it's wearing out on this thing. And fuck. <laughs> it was just ridiculous. And that and that wasn't any add-ons, anything. It was just pure transmission replacement. Drivetrain was going to shit. Needed new shocks. It's like, fuck it. I'm going to CarMax. What do you give me for it? Bam. Okay. Here you go. Your problem now. Somebody else. Sell it to somebody else. I don't give a fuck. It's not my problem. Well, why didn't you sell it outright? You could have made, yes, I could have made more money, but I don't want the headache. I want to get the fuck out, buy me something Japanese. It'll get me fucking 30 miles a gallon. Boom. I don't give a shit. I don't haul anything anymore. I'm not looking to get, I'm not flashy. I'm married 16 something years. Got a kid. Who am, I, who am I trying to impress? I just want to get home, get to work, get home. That's all the fuck I care about. Right now, I've been driving with a cracked windshield for a year and a half. Don't give a fuck. 
And another thing I've noticed about a car you don't give a fuck about, nobody's going to break into it. If you don't give a fuck, well, then a thief certainly, this guy, this guy doesn't give a fuck about his car. He ain't got shit. Somebody hits it, boom, fucking push in the fucking <laughs> parking, the closest parking lot, go buy another cheap piece of shit. I don't give a fuck. As long as it works. Just never been about that. As much as I love like Aston Martins and Ferraris, and I love sports cars. I absolutely love them. I've been blessed. I've been able to drive a few of them. And I've had a sports car before. Fucking the most impractical motherfucking thing you can ever have. I loved it when I had it. But when I got rid of it, didn't miss it. I'm not saying I had an Aston Martin or anything. I had an RX-7. Two seats, fucking fast as shit. But impractical. So anyway, back to, I'm starting to babble again. Lowering the car. Uh, now, you've seen these dummies that have their cars lowered so much that they can, can't pull into a driveway or go over a speed bump. Now, this one's not as bad as others. Some cars actually look pretty cool and handle a lot better when you lower them a little bit. Because it's, it all goes back to aerodynamics and, and downforce and all that shit and whatever. But lowering, lowering your daily driver is fucking ignorant. Lowering the car and slamming it are different. When you go to too low... Be prepared to be laughed at when uh, when you go over a speed bump and your shit gets stuck. Um, or you go over a speed bump or there just happens to be something in the road you, you, you fucking run over. And it just gouges a big fucking hole in your oil pan or your transmission oil pan. Yeah, that, now you're talking about big repairs. But all because you want to look cool. My shit's cool. Here's, a, here's another tip. Going back to racetracks. Racetracks are clear of debris. Usually, most of the time, they're supposed to be. There's people whose job it is to make sure there's not shit on a racetrack. How often you go down a city street and there's just crap in the road? Or uh, uh, the random, go through some neighborhoods and there's the random fucking speed bump. Dumb shit like that. It's just stupid. You're having your daily driver just fucking lowered as low as it can go i saw a picture on our video on youtube the other day where a guy was just going over a speed bump had his shit just slammed and got stuck on a fucking speed bump like a walmart or some shit like that <laughs> like took three people to push it over and as he's pushing over, i'm sure he fucking had to have damaged something probably that beautiful uh body kit he had on it probably had to had to have ripped something a hole in something had to i don't know i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about i just read a lot yeah but you know the engine's oil pan is on the very bottom of the car and if you've never seen someone in a car lowered almost to the ground go over a speed bump and get stuck i i promise you it's something funny to see it, it's entertaining it's pure entertainment because there's no reason to do that on a street legal on a regular street car. There's no reason whatsoever. 
But if you want to tear the shit out of your car's underside, fucking blow something up, go for it. Go for it. It's just dumb. Lowering your car is fucking stupid. You can lower it, but when you slam it, we're talking like inches off the ground, like less than four, you're a jackass. Uh, then there's the negative camber or what they call stance. You, a lot of people, this is getting more and more popular. You guys have seen those idiots driving around where it looks like all the wheels are bent inwards at the top. Like someone, like something's broken, but it's on all four wheels. That's what the cool kids today call stance. And what's really going on is negative camber. And on the wheels, when you have your car's, the top of the wheel going inward like that, it absolutely shreds the tire on the bottom inside. Shreds it unevenly, screws up the car's handling, and most likely the suspension, and I would imagine handles like complete dog shit. I've never driven one. I have no desire to drive a car where I don't have a whole lot of grip. It's just fucking dumb. People actually spend money to screw up their cars so that they have to spend more money to fix it when it finally takes a shit on them. If that's not hilariously stupid, then I don't know what is. Just just Google negative camber and look at that bullshit and think to yourself, does that make any fucking sense? Especially if you're a so-called racer. Um, when you're racing... When you're on a track, or even if you're you're the hot shot just on regular streets, you want as much. If you're going to take a, any kind of turn, you want as much. Uh, I don't know what the actual word for it is. You want as much rubber on the ground as you can possibly have. I, I don't understand this negative camber shit. It's fucking dumb looking. It's dumb. It's expensive. It'll shred your fucking tires. And you know what? When you when you blow one of those stupid-ass tires, you're going to fuck up your rim. And when you fuck up your rim and you, your tire blows, you fuck up your rim. You got no traction. You're going to hit a tree. And then what do you got? You got a big fucking yellow neon fucking car with a goddamn purple ghost flame wrapped around a fucking tree. What are you going to do then? You're going to cry. You're going to cry like a bitch. <laughs> and people are going to see you. It's not impressive, man. You cry like a bitch. <clears throat> All right, here we go. I'm almost in. Body kits. Another car. <laughs> I remember back in the day, back in the 80s, <clears throat> body kits. You know, the fake um, uh, air dams and the Shit to make your car look like something it ain't. <laughs> I remember back <clears throat> in the 80s, early 90s. Do you, does anybody remember the Pontiac Fiero? You could get a body kit to make your Pontiac Fiero <laughs> complete hunk of shit. Actually, it's a pretty safe car when you, from what I understand, from what I've read. But just, it was like their version of the MR2 or their little Pontiac's little. Two-seater, four-banger, motherfucking whatever. But you could get body kits back in the day, and you'll see them on eBay still. You could turn your uh, 
your Pontiac Fiero into, they had body kits to make you believe, what was it called? Ferrari Fiero. Oh, yeah. To mimic a uh, Ferrari 308 GTS. That's what it was. The Magnum PI car, basically. Or even, I think there were some kits that can make it look like a <laughs> smaller version of a Lamborghini uh, Countach. I think there were, yeah. Yeah, here we go. Here's a picture of a Fiero that has a body kit that looks like a Ferrari F40. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like dog shit. Now, the 308 could add, or the 355. Ooh, I didn't know they had a three. I might even actually. <laughs> I might go that road. The 308 could fool you if you didn't know anything about Ferraris. The F40, not so much. Close, not quite. Uh, yeah, the Magnum PI car, yeah, you could fool somebody that didn't know da dog shit about Fiaris. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Fiero Ferrari Fiaris. Um, holy shit. Wow, they've come a long way since the last time I looked at it. You can get a 308, an Enzo. <laughs> I didn't look... <laughs> That doesn't look shit like a Ferrari Enzo. It kind of does. if like a fucking four-year-old drew it on a piece of paper. <laughs> oh, my God. That's horrible. Anyway, you know where I'm going with this. Body kits, which are basically plastic or carbon. Nah, no, 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 no. They're not carbon fiber. They cost more than a fucking car. Um. <laughs> oh my god, that looks like dog shit. Just basically body panel, plastic body panels that try to make your car look cooler than it actually is, or something that it's not. Oh my god! <laughs> Anybody out there that's into this kind of stupid shit like I am, uh, just Google Fiero Ferrari, and the pictures are magnificent. <laughs> You know, have you ever have you ever uh, seen one of those cars in like a parking lot or at a stoplight or anything, where you you kind of think to yourself, "What the hell is that piece of shit I'm looking at?" It looks kind of like an older Celica, but more idiotic. Yeah, it's a Celica that someone trying to make it look like God knows what, and thinking that the extra couple of grand they just spent on on bullshit. To add fender flares and lower uh, some air dams and lowered it and somehow make the car look faster or makes it faster and looks better. It looks like shit, fellas. It does neither. Added weight and changing the aerodynamics of any vehicle is a negative way and it and it's it's negative. You add body panels to let's say even <laughs> late eighties Celica. Add some body, all, you're fucking up the aerodynamics. It was di designed for the aerodynamics you bought it with. You start adding shit that's poking out and getting up, and and it looks like it redirects air, but all it's, it's fucking up your program, man. Looks like shit on top of that. And you probably paid, what, 5000 bucks on plastic? 
to make your stuff look stupid. Because <laughs> as a goof, here's the thing. As a goof, I looked up what kind of body kits I were available for my Nissan Altima. And how much people actually spend on this shit. And Nissan Altima is probably, next to a Honda Accord, one of the most, even though mine's an SR, one of the most boring sedans, smaller sedans that you could fucking buy. Okay? It's a boring car. I'll, I'll admit it. Mine's a little peppier because it's got a bigger engine than most. But that ain't cool. The shit I found that I could buy for this was absolutely ridiculous. <clears throat> I'm going to have to take a drink on this one. Oh, wet my whistle. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, and this is just one website. It looked like they had shit that looked good. Or they just had a great website. I'm not naming it because I'm not going to help them out making people look like fucking fools. What I found was I could get a front body kit for my Nissan Altima, 2011 Nissan Altima, to make it look like a Nissan GTR. If you don't know what a Nissan GTR is, that's Nissan's supercar. That's uh, Nissan's GT40 or Chevy's um, fucking Corvette, their badass Corvette, whatever the fuck, the, the, whatever they call it now. I don't know. That's their top of the line. Badass. And I was thinking as I was looking for this, <clears throat> looking at this, and I was on, you know, when you have tabs, lowest price first, not highest price, highest rated, anything like that. Who in the fuck am I going to fool with that? Ugh, just the front. And this was the cheapest one I found on this website. Just a fake ass front end to make my front end looking like a Nissan G, like a Nissan GTR. The cheapest one I found was five hundred bucks, unpainted. And I would, yeah, I would guess that most of those clowns out there that buy this shit don't know how to properly paint shit or put that shit on themselves. So I started looking at how much would it cost for somebody to change the front end of my car. With this $500 hunk of fucking plastic to make it look somewhat respectable. Well, I found out you're talking 50 to 100 bucks an hour for some guy to do it. Probably laughing about it the whole time. And I would guess a couple of hundred more for a decent paint job. And they're never going to match it up right. Okay. It's another thing I considered. All right. Their version of Nissan Black is not going to look like my. Um, <laughs> seven-year-old Nissan Black. So it's not going to match. So I'm going to have to get my whole car repainted or just look more of a dumbass. So I started doing a little estimates in my head. And, and we're talking right around uh, $1,000 minimum, minimum, if someone's going to do it as cheaply as possible. And that's not repainting my car so it matches new black versus old black. Because I don't think they have... Uh, Old black is a paint color for Nissans. Um, I'm, so I figured maybe minimum a thousand if I do it the cheapest way possible to make it look somewhat respectable in a 
And it, there's no way it's going to look respectable. And that's just the front end. Well, the front looks like a GTR, but the rest of it looks kind of like an Altima. And plus, GTRs aren't fucking four-door. <laughs> so who in the fuck are you trying to fucking fool? There's no such thing as a four-door GTR. <laughs> it's just... Apparently, people have bought it because they're readily available. <laughs> But, so, you know, I started going through it. What if I had a 370 or the, the whatever, 300Z, the 380Z, whatever it is now, whatever it's up to now, 390, I don't even fucking know, to make it look cool. You know, I mean, we're talking, people are spending fat bucks on this bullshit, these body kits. And you're talking a lot of money for unpainted. And then you got to get it painted. And then you want to get it matched. Somebody is making a mint. And this was this one fucking website that was highly rated. The people that I found on Nissan message boards. Go to these guys. These guys got great deals. Blah, blah, blah. So on and so forth. Holy shit. Somebody's making a mint off these garbage and these fucking fools. You know, it's just typical. Make some bullshit and dummies will buy it. Make some bullshit, tell them a lie, they'll buy it. And I guess in the grand scheme of things, it's not that out of line as far as price goes if you want your car to look like a fucking toy. <laughs> but who? Uh, somebody, people are making killing off this shit. And, you know, more power to those guys. And what the fuck? I rambled a little too too far on that one, but I actually did research on that. What if I wanted my car to look like something that's completely not? And holy fuck, I, that was a thousand dollars minimum, minimum. And there were body kits. If I really want to go full on, I can buy another 2011 fucking Nissan Altima for as much as it would cost to make my Nissan Altima. Look like a fucking GTR. How stupid is that? Why don't I just fucking drive this motherfucker into the river, collect the insurance, put another 10 grand on it? I got a brand new Altima. <laughs> fucking dumb. My mask sucks too. Fuck you. Anyway, so I. Uh, Enough of that. Let's go to Lambo, do Lambo doors or scissor doors. Lambo meaning Lamborghini. You know this one. The doors that open up toward the front of the car like a Lamborghini. Um, there's only one car company, as far as I'm concerned, that can get away with this without looking ridiculous as all shit, and that's Lamborghini. And even then, it's not practical at all. Still kind of silly. It's show-offy. It's fucking impractical. If you've never sat in a Lamborghini and tried to close the door um, or seen someone do it, it's really not the most ergonomical thing you can do. Kind of fucking dumb, really, to be honest with you. It looks cool from a distance. It's something about reaching up to close my fucking door, just, it just, yeah, my brain just doesn't register it. Fucking dumb. And what did I find? Uh, ooh, what was that noise? 
you're going to spend three to seven hundred dollars to have your doors do the Lambo thing on your Toyota Yaris. It's pretty fucking dumb. Or your Celica. Or whatever car you want to do it. You're talking between the cheapest price I found to do Lambo door or scissor doors, whatever the fuck the kill the cool kids call it, was three hundred dollars. Yes, I actually called around. Some, depending on your vehicle, you'll have to make a few modifications. Now that three hundred dollars was if uh, there was an aftermarket kit that was just completely bam. Straightforward, boom. But if there's not an aftermarket kit for it, there's a kit that you need to buy for this kit to make the kit work. So you're talking around $700. Still, that's $700 I'd like to spend elsewhere. And I'm sure it can get more expensive than that. I was talking about, you know, the Nissan Altima price range. <laughs> what if I had a goddamn Denali or a fucking Escalade. I wanted Lambo doors on my Escalade. I'm sure it, I'm. Well, who knows? There might be a $200 kit for that because there's God knows how many out there on used car lots on a daily basis. It's bought up by fucking idiots regardless. <laughs> I don't know. I can just think of a whole lot better things. Oh, I don't know. Maybe gas. I'd rather save that $700, spend it on gas. If I had a fucking Escalade. Fucking dumb shit. You're wasting your money on shit. Just dumb shit. So what? So somebody sees you open your fucking door for a lot of what? Maybe 10 seconds and close your door. That motherfucker has scissor doors on his goddamn Toyota Yaris. He's cool. All right. Let's go get a beer. Boom. That's what you did. You're just showing off. Nothing. And people with some kind of brain, some kind of practi uh, practical mind, somebody that thinks rationally, is just going to look at it like, look at that fucking idiot. What the fuck? Why would you do that? That much money to open your doors differently. Jackass. Yeah, I'm picking on that one. I am going to pick on that one. That's just dumb. Dumb as fuck. Only car, like I said, the only car that looks acceptable on is a fucking Lamborghini. Everything else, I know, dude, I know you didn't get that from the factory like that. And you're nothing special because it's a fucking 93 fucking <laughs> Celica Supra, late 80s Supra. You got a Supra with Lambo door. They didn't come that way. It looks fucking dumb. You're wasting money. And goddamn, get rid of that fucking Pepto-Bismol fucking pink with goddamn orange fucking flames. You look like an idiot. And then we got the billet grills. You know the grills, that the, the aftermarket grills that you, you only see them on trucks. They're fucking dumb. You know, they replaced the factory grill with a chunk of metal that has like flames, uh, CNC'd into them, or it's got flames or skulls, or I've seen deer track. I've seen uh, 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 Punisher skulls. Are you really the Punisher? Oh, my God, honey. The Punisher lives in our neighborhood. Get the fuck out of here with that dumb shit. So stupid. You can get anything you want cut into a piece of metal and fucking cut around so it'll fit on your fucking truck. 
What are those funny? He's a deer hunter. Dang, ain't he cool? That's fucking so stupid. And the fucking fly. The, the Punisher bullshit. Come on, people. Get off that tip. You're not the Punisher. It's a comic book character. You're not badass. You weigh 300 pounds. I have a pretty good feeling you're not the fucking Punisher. And if you were, you think he'd have it on his fucking 98 goddamn Chevy fucking turd bucket? Ugh. I don't understand. Don't get it. My brain just not does not work that way. What happens to these people? What happens to these people where this shit seems like a fucking good idea? You know, Billet Grills. We're talking for one that doesn't look like complete dog shit and fits well. $600. Minimum. I'm sure you can get them cheaper. They look like dog shit, like they were stamped out by some fucking inmate in some prison somewhere, or fucking some, <laughs> some poor kid in Indonesia making seven dollars a seven seven cents a day in a bowl of rice to stamp that shit out of some goddamn crushed up Coke cans. Ooh, fucking dumb looking fella. They serve no purpose. Purely decoration. And and the really ignorant ones that have like small details in them shit, you're just fucking up the airflow on your truck. Oh, I know what to do. Get in there, damn. Get you out of that hood scoop. So, you know, now my new brand new badass billet grill with the deer tracks on it is fucking up the airflow to my filter, my air filter, my air intake. So I had to get me a hood scoop. Which is kind of cool, don't you think? And it kind of halfway matches my big ass rims and my big chrome pipes coming out the bed of my truck. It takes up three quarters of my fucking truck, but it look cool. And I belch out black smoke when everybody wants to fuck with me. Fuck you and your Prius. <laughs> God damn, what is wrong with people? What is wrong with me? Here's a here's a here's a tip. Get I'll tell you what. What are you gonna? What do you want to do with your car? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create this business. I'm going to help people out. What do you want to do with your car that you think is going to make it look cool? You give me the idea. You tell me what you want. And just just, just a fee. Oh, what would you call it? Not a service fee. Just a uh, brain's not working right now. Just to help you out. Just to give you some advice. I'll only charge $25. And let you know. Tell me what you would like to do with your vehicle. But I want to put all these on it, and I want it my purple, and I want some fucking green ghost flame, and I want it to spit out some uh, flames when I hit the gas real hard. All right. Give me $25 cash, and let me tell you what to do. Bend over. <laughs> and just kick you square in the fucking balls. That's the cheap way out. The cheapest way out. Fucking idiot. And I'll, kick, I'll kick you so goddamn hard that you'll pass out. That only costs you $25. Anyway, I come from the school. If, if you're going to restore a car or mod a car or do anything like that, the number one thing you want to do, get the motherfucker running. 
get the motherfucker born. Make it work first. Not leaking shit. It ain't blowing out smoke. Thing sounds like a kitten purring. You don't want your shit all fumbling around in red light. You mean the sound like it's about to conk out on you? Do that. Make sure it's safe. Shit works good. Brakes work good. Nothing's leaking. Um, guys, you know, shit like that. Make sure it runs first. Then paint it. Then paint it. Go go silly with it. Do whatever dumb paint job you want. Then after that, you think it looks pretty good? Hey, man, I got a car. It only cost me this much to make it run right. It looks pretty decent. Then go ahead and be the moron. Put those big ass fucking wheels on it. Stupid ass body kits. Knock yourself out. You know, to me, there's nothing sillier when you're sitting at a red light and the car next to you is pouring out black smoke. Sounds like it's about to die at any second. Has four kids in the back seat. You see the fucking, uh, what's it called? The interior of the roof fucking hanging down. Because it's got a leak somewhere and it stretched that shit all out and it looks like it probably smells like a fucking used tampon in there. And but you see six thousand dollars worth of rims on the motherfucker. I know I'm not the only one who's seen that shit. Or they pull up next to you and they have a badass stereo system. You're like, man, that that sounds really good. And you turn your head and it's a fucking piece of shit. It's got a fucking white door on the left. Fucking green door on the right. The fucking body of it's brown. And the fucking bumpers are rattling along with the fucking beat of the song that's going on on this fucking badass stereo. Your priorities are fucked up, bro. Get your shit together. I'm here to help you. I'm here to help you from looking like a dumb fuck. Just, you know... If there's anything I can preach to you people, don't spend your money on shit that doesn't mean shit. God damn. <laughs> Have you noticed I've done my best to not use the F word tonight? I hadn't said fuck that many times. Anyway, I hope this lesson's helped some of you out out there and given you a little insight to what you can act, what you are actually doing to your car when you spend money on it for a lot of this garbage. I could go on and on about this all sh- all day, all the, this dumb shit, how much p- money people actually waste on their tub of shit, on garbage that they actually think looks cool or make it faster or make their dynamics better. You ain't doing dick, bro. Especially if you're not ever going to go over fucking 80 miles an hour in the son of a bitch because you can't go that fast on city streets because I don't know if you live anywhere in a normal street or a normal city these days. There just ain't enough fucking space to do it. So you're an idiot. Don't waste your money on that shit. A car is one of the most ignorant probably one of the mo- the worst investments you can make in your lifetime but it's a necessary evil to get from point a to point b and unless it's something built in limited numbers like a ferrari 458 or an aston martin dbs it's only going to depreciate in value and it's going to depreciate a lot that's just a fact of life for any car so adding shit to it 
like rims and body kits and wings. It's just going to make it even worse when you try to sell it. Let's say you do all this shit to that car. Make it look as, as pimp as you think it is. Man, that motherfucker's pimp, right? You think it looks badass? And for some strange reason, maybe you get struck by lightning or you fucking get your girlfriend pregnant or some dumb shit like that. Or your side ass got her pregnant. Holy fuck. I need money. Well, I, I've, I've got 12 grand in this car. I can, and I can make probably 15, 20 grand for it. No, you can't. All that bullshit you did to it made it depreciate immediately. Right out of the gate. So, you know, all that shit you added to your shit box ain't worth a fuck when you go try to sell it. Not one bit. Uh, So don't be stupid. And and save your money on more important shit, you know. You want a cool car? You want a better car? Work your ass off and buy it. Don't try to make a hunk of shit. There's an old saying. You put a bow tie on a pig, it's still a fucking pig. And that's true as fuck in this situation. But if you're the kind of person that likes to buy stuff and then shit like this, then you probably have no taste to begin with. But you can change. There is hope for you. And that, my friends, is the lesson of the evening or this week. Thank you for listening to this episode. Hey, don't forget about the little uh, contest I got going on that I started last week. Last episode, episode, listen to the end of it. Um, I will be giving away something. All I can, uh, that's all I'm going to say. Something with the Dealing with Stupidity logo on it. All you have to do is rate and review this on iTunes or spread the word and show me an email where you're trying to help me spread the word. All you have to do is just copy and paste a fucking email or show me the link or whatever you did, wherever you put it. And out of everybody that sends me shit, I'm just going to randomly pick one. Boom. But unfortunately, you have to be in the 48 states because uh, shipping sucks. Item's gonna be free. I'm gonna foot the. I'm gonna. I'm gonna foot the bill for the shipping. It'll be totally free for you if you win. So there's that. Or <clears throat> if you want to donate, um, the person that donates the highest in the 48 states. Oh, you definitely won. <laughs> and you can donate on the uh, contact page or the. Uh, about page, I believe. I don't know. I hadn't looked at my own website in a while. I just upload shit. I'm that guy. Anyway, that's there for you. Um, <clears throat> so, like I was saying, thank you for listening to this episode of Dealing with Stupidity. And thank you for dealing with my stupidity. I hope you learned your lesson. I hope I helped somebody out there. I hope I talked somebody out of spending ridiculous amounts of money on fucking crap. You never know. Don't forget to rate and review on iTunes. And I know everyone out there knows someone. Oh, we all know someone that needs to hear this episode. Everybody knows that guy 
and spends their money on dog shit for their car. So don't be afraid to share it. Say, hey, hey, buddy. Yeah, you were thinking about getting that wing for your fucking Chevy Cobalt? Yeah, take this. Check this out, man. You, I just don't have the heart to tell you you're a fucking idiot. But Kevin, at dealing with stupidity, has no problem. And he means it with all his heart. He loves you. You're a fucking moron. Anyway, spread the word. All right? Uh, shoot, me, <laughs> shoot me an email if you have any questions, suggestions, comments. Suggestions. <clears throat> comments, complaints, or insults. You know, I, I want to hear some more insults. I'm still waiting to fill up an episode full of insults from you guys or complaints. You're not going to hurt my feelings. Let it rip. I'm not going to reply back. I'm not going to send you a virus in your email. I'm not going to. I'll read your email on the podcast. I'm accumulating emails for. I'm not going to dog yet, man. I love a good insult, insult better than anybody. Love it. So shoot. I want to see what you got. Anyway, thank you for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed this. Have a great week. Have a great, safe weekend and uh hey i'll do my best to have another episode out next week